Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I'm glad to be here with y'all, man. Let's give God some love. Let's show God some love real quick. Without a none of this be possible. Yes. Happy to be with y'all, man. I'm real happy to be with y'all. Before my very eyes should come as no surprise. Welcome, everybody. Episode 2, Thoughts of an Empath Podcast. I am your host, of course, Stevenson Saintville. First and foremost, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening, everybody that's watching, everybody that's been supporting. I really appreciate y'all, man. For real, from the bottom of my heart, I love each and every one of y'all. Um, I've really been feeling the love. I've really been feeling it. And I just got to give a shout out to y'all. Cause y'all, y'all give me, y'all give me the energy to keep going. So I feel good about it. I feel real good. I'm, I'm happy to be here with y'all. Um, next thing, next shout out, album of the episode, J Cole, For Your Eyes Only, amazing album, dope album. Um, if you don't know of Cole and his art and his work, shame on you. That's one. Um, but definitely go check him out. Uh, he's a very profound artist, very intellectual artist, um, and the things that he talks about and the way he phrases it in his music, it's uh, he says a lot that we really need to hear and that we really need to listen to and understand and process. Uh, anybody that knows me knows that Cole is my guy, you know, big fan of his. So definitely shout out to him, shout out to Dreamville, everything that they're doing out there. It would be amazing, you know what I'm saying? It would be really dope if I could, you know, partner with him or work with him on some social action projects in the future. Uh, that would really be a blessing to me. So, you know, we'll see, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? I'm excited about this one, man. I'm excited about episode two. I'm excited about what, what we're going to talk about today. So, I'm going to get right into it. The general purpose of the episode is to essentially just give some deeper understanding some deeper insight and to really reinforce some of the concepts that I was talking about from episode one and of course the goal of the podcast in itself uh, well my goal is is to promote open communication and to really enhance the type of conversations that we're having with each other so to the strength of to the strength of that the whole premise of episode two comes from feedback that I got from episode one you know what I'm saying? I, one of my boys, he saw the episode, he, was, he hit me up, like, yo, Steve, I saw it, I checked it out, took some notes, let's let's link up, let's talk about it. So we met up and had an amazing conversation, to be honest. And what really made the conversation strong is that he challenged some of the concepts in episode one. He really, he you know, he really got to thinking and was like, you know, what, what do you mean by this? How can this work? You know what I'm saying? So what I want to do moving forward and what I encourage all my listeners to do as you listen through the episode comment on the actual comment on the page hit me up on Instagram hit me up on Twitter however which way you want to you know you want to reach out um just shoot the quick comment ask a question challenge a concept whatever it is 
And what I'm going to start doing in each episode, starting next episode, is really answering and responding to those questions and comments just to make it more interactive, you know what I'm saying, so that we can have that conversation. It's not just me talking for the whole time. So definitely, again, I'd really appreciate it if you guys just engage and, you know what I'm saying, tell me what you're thinking so that I could tell the rest of the people what you're thinking, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, we're going to get into the, to the meat of everything. Uh, the first concept that we spoke about and that he really, you know, put challenge to was in episode one, I said, pain is the same for everyone. It affects us all the same way. And his response to that was simply, how can pain be the same? How can it be the same for everybody there has to be some sort of scale there has to be some sort of level that we can put pain into in order to differentiate it for different people and you know we of course we had the conversation on that and from thinking deeper after the conversation just me just thinking to myself uh my response to that those questions you know how is pain the same to everybody how what are the levels of pain how can we classify those um the response comes in two parts first part physical pain physical pain can be ranked and it's pretty easily ranked in my opinion um if you think about for some examples you know like a paper cut uh scrape on the knee you know you break a bone or you get stabbed or you get shot it's you you can kind of put those on a scale as to be and say like okay a paper cut is gonna hurt a lot less than breaking a bone breaking a bone but getting stabbed is definitely gonna hurt a lot more than scraping your knee so physical pain is very easily put into levels and rankings and and all that good stuff so that's that's easy we're not gonna we're not gonna really talk on that um second part emotional pain now I personally do not feel that emotional pain can be ranked and the reason why I say it can be it can't be ranked is because when you think about emotional pain at its core, emotional pain is relative to how much the affected party cares. Whew, that's real. Nah, I gotta I gotta hit y'all with something. Cause that that was real. Yes. Emotional pain cannot be ranked because it is relative to how much the affected party cares. So it got me thinking, it's like, okay, how can I put, you know, pain? How can I give a, can I give a visual or can I give like a general understanding of what pain feels like to kind of show you why it can't be ranked? And from me thinking to myself and me talking to myself, it's just like the, what I came to understand pain to be the feeling of pain is as if your heart sinks down into your stomach, takes a bath in your stomach acid. And someone comes out the woodworks and gives you a clean right hook right in the gut. That that to paint a visual of that. That's what pain and and I really identified with that with that description of pain. You know what I'm saying, so you know to give an example of how to apply that into different situations. Let's say we have a straight A student. Now straight A student, they go in, they take a test and they fail the test terribly it's pretty 
it's, it's pretty obvious, I want to say, to imagine that a straight-A student is going to be devastated from seeing the F on that paper because, of course, they want to maintain their straight-A status. So, you know what I'm saying, you, could, you can kind of get the sense that, okay, they're going to feel their heart sink down and they're going really, they to really feel bad about what's going on. As opposed to a D student who goes in, takes the same test, fails the test. Now, a D student... If, if you are a D student, you know what I'm saying, most likely you're not connecting with the class, you're not connecting with school, you just generally don't really care, or you know what I'm saying? for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying, a D student can go in, catch that F, and be like, ah, it's whatever anyway, you know what I'm saying, I ain't, I ain't really pressed about this. So, you know what I'm saying, they, they don't, they're not really caring too much. Uh, to give a deeper example, let's let's give let's go a little bit deeper right there. Let's say we have someone who is close with their mother, and they lose their mother. It's no secret as to how devastating that could be. I'm not even gonna go into detail about how I would feel if I lost my mother. So it's very easy to see where your mental could go should you have to go through something like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's say on the flip side, we have someone who didn't really know their mother. They were estranged from their mother. And they get the news, your mother has passed. It's, they're probably going to be like, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to really identify or, or it's really hard for that news to hit me on a deep level when I didn't really have that relationship with her. And it, that's completely understandable. You know what I'm saying? So we, here we have two examples where we have two parties going through the exact same thing, yet they feel completely differently about it. About it. And in both examples, the person who felt deeper about the situation, it's easy to say, or it, it's pretty, in my opinion, I, I'd say like it's completely understandable, it's, completely, it's, it's like second nature, that they would feel their heart sink into their stomach. They'll take a good bath and they stomach acid, and someone will come out, clean them right in their gut. So much to the point where it's like, yo, the, the life gets knocked out of you, you know what I'm saying? The air gets knocked out of your lungs. The strength gets knocked out of your knees. You can't stand up, you know what I'm saying? You can't focus on nothing. You can't you can't be productive. You, you just, you're just sitting in so much hurt that, you know, it just, it can consume you. It really can consume you. And so it's like what that helped me kind of understand is that, you know, if we try to rank the pain, what that does, oh, hold on, before, before I even hit you, before I hit you with that, I gotta prep y'all, cause this is about to be deep, I'm about to hit y'all with some shit. Ranking emotional pain alienates the person who opposes the ranking. And if that's what you're doing, are you genuinely connecting? I'm going to just leave that right there. I'm going to leave that for y'all. Y'all think about that. We're going to move on to the next to the next piece. Um, the second concept that he brought up was in reference to a gem that I dropped in episode one. The gem, hold up. Ooh. 
The gem basically said, you know, we all have been through some type of pain, some type of emotional storm. And at the end of it all, we must be able to look at each other and say, I understand. His question, his challenge was, how can someone say they understand it if they haven't gone through it? And the reality of people, the way we think, is we oftentimes we won't accept that someone else can understand our pain unless they have gone through the same situation. Uh, he gave some examples. He was like, you know, the like the death of a parent or a family member, a car accident, a miscarriage. And he gave one more that really got me thinking and it really it was really on my mind type heavy. He said slavery. So, you know, how can you go? How can you say you understand the pain from these things if you haven't gone through it? The answer to me is pretty simple and straightforward. However, before I get into the answer, I do want to touch on that slavery piece because it is very, very relevant to today. Of course, unless you live under a rock, you should know that it's very relevant and it's a conversation that we need to have. So my thoughts about this, you know, do me a favor. Everybody that's listening, whether you believe or not that, you know, you can understand something without going through it. Let's assume that, you know, you can't. Let's assume that you, you're, you're stuck in the way or you think that if you haven't gone through it, you can't understand it. Period. End of story. Who among us today living can say they know the pain of being a slave? And I'm not talking about the modern day slavery because this is most definitely modern day slavery in today's day and age. But I'm talking about that, that, that old time slavery that we all seem to, 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 to connect with and to cling to and to really fight for. It's like, okay, who among us can say we know the pain of working on a plantation for 20, 22, 24-hour days straight in a blazing hot sun, getting beat and whipped and spit on and called disrespectful names and being treated like filth, all for nothing. You don't get nothing out of it, no paycheck. No benefits, no nothing. Who among us can say that they they oh I can un I understand what it what it feels like to be a slave. And to take it even further, if again we're we're, we're claiming to that mindset where it's like oh if you don't understand it you can't if you ain't been through it you can't you can't understand it. If how can we expect white people? to be sensitive to our cause and to support us in our struggle if we're clinging to that idea. Cause we all know damn we damn know, damn well know they ain't been through it. So it's like how can we expect them to support us? Who's gonna support something they don't understand? If you're thinking that way, who's gonna support it? You're crazy if you just blindly support something that you don't understand anything about. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to think that someone could do that. So I'm gonna leave. I don't want to go too deep into that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's a whole that that's episode. That, that I could have a whole episode on that alone. But you know, we gonna move past that. But keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? So my answer to the whole question: How can someone say they understand if they haven't been through it? Again, it's simple. 
and it requires two things. First, you have to disregard any type of ranking or, or you know, system or levels and that whole concept in itself you have to disregard that because what we tend to do as people we tend to either connect more or less based on whatever the ranking is we could be having a conversation with somebody oh this person's complaining talking about some some level two hurt on my scale i ain't even, i don't even want to hear you i don't want to connect with you you're just crying out here for what or on the flip side someone hits us with some Oh, this is some this is some level 10 hurt right here. This is real deep. I'm not really trying to get that deep right now, you know what I'm saying? So let me just take a step back. And there you go alienating the other person who's feeling the hurt. So in order, the first step, again, disregarding any type of ranking, concept, system, get rid of all of that. And the second piece is simply actively listening. And that's the important piece. Well, both are important, but the actively listening part is very key because when you actively listen, well, when you're having a conversation with somebody, their level of care will spill into the conversation. If they're hurt deeply from it, it will show. If they're hurt kind of lightly from it, it will show just by the way they're talking about it. And unless you're actively listening, you won't pick up on it. And it's, it's, that's why I stress it so much. He's saying you gotta be able to, you know, just listen. And when, what do you do when you're getting all this information and it's just like all this, all this, this story, all this, all this, all this stuff from the person, soak it all in. Just, just take it all in and just, just really absorb it because then you'll be able to connect with the person because like, wow. This person feels this this way about this situation. You're not understanding the situation itself. You're understanding the person's feelings. And that makes all the difference. Trust me. So, that I ain't really got much else to say on that. Because, again, that's just pretty straightforward. Um, the next piece that we talked about in that conversation, he... He reached out to me. Well, he told me, he was like, yo, so talk to the people a little bit about your journey of surrendering your pain. In episode one, I expressed to you guys that I am a Christian. I am saved. I, you know, I do follow Jesus. And he felt that if I can kind of share my experience, it could maybe help any, it could maybe help someone else that's struggling with you know, kind of surrendering their own pain and being able to cope with their own pain. Um, again, well, I personally, I, I am a Christian, but I understand that there are going to be viewers that aren't Christian. There are going to be viewers that aren't religious. There are going to be viewers that aren't spiritual at all. You know what I'm saying? So I do want to, while, while I chose, you know what I'm saying, while I choose Jesus, I understand that, you know what I'm saying, you may not choose Jesus. And I want this to be inclusive to you as well. I don't want to alienate nobody. I want to talk to everybody. I want to connect with everybody. So my path to surrendering my pain comes in two pieces. Also, uh, and again, very simple. In concept, in theory, they're very the, the process itself is simple. Before I get into the 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 the, the 
deep nuances of the process itself, it is not easy. In no way, shape, or form is it easy. It will take time. You know what I'm saying? It will take struggle, but it will take strength. It will take mental toughness. You got to be willing to tell yourself constantly, hey, I want better for myself. I want to get to this place of peace and love and happiness. And it's not going to happen overnight. So you got to be patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up because it doesn't happen in a certain type of, in a certain time frame. It's never going to work that way. Nothing in life is ever going to work if you keep trying to put the structure of a time frame to it. Because then you're going to rush it and then it's going to be, it's the, the quality is going to diminish, diminish. And I don't know about you. I don't want no, I don't want no foo-foo, nothing in my life. High quality only, B. So I'll pay the extra price of getting better quality. So the, the process for me came down to two core terms, concepts, whatever you, however you want to classify them. First is accountability, and the second is control. Of course, with accountability, the definition, I hope you know what the definition is. So simply accepting the consequences and the pain that derives from decisions that you made. I came to a crossroads. I had option A. I had option B. I chose option B. Didn't work out. Ended up causing me some pain. You just got to take it, B. Because there's no guarantee that option A would have worked out better anyway. So you just kind of have to, you know, kind of humble yourself and be like, okay, this is something that stems from a decision I made. Therefore, I have to accept the consequence of it. And to give an example of that, a personal example, because um, I want to be vulnerable with you guys. I want to be real with y'all. I, I don't... I don't want y'all to ever think that I'm just talking just to talk. This is real stuff. So something very current and very recent for me, about two weeks ago, I finished what I pray to be is my last semester to finish out my bachelor's degree. Yes, yes, yes. It's been a very long road, guys. It's been a long road. But the accountability comes in to where one of the classes that I took last this past semester that just ended was a class that I took two times previously. The first time I took the class, I was on campus. Um, I was still dormant on campus. I went to class. Class is financial management. So I go into class, come to find out my roommates in the class too. So we like, oh, it's lit. We, we in the class together, <laughs> we finna have a ball. So we not paying attention to nothing the teacher is saying. We not paying attention to nothing she writing down on the board. We on our phones, we on Twitter, we just bullshitting pretty much. End of the semester comes around, I catch a D. I get a D in the class. And it's like, damn. But I was like, all right, cool, it's whatever. I didn't think it would come back to haunt me this way. Um, <laughs> so second time I take the class, it was, you know what I'm saying, I, I had went to go see my advisor. He gave me the rundown. The whole reason I have to take, I had to take classes still 
to begin with was because my GPA in my core business classes, the school of business classes, my GPA was not high enough. So I needed to raise my business class, my business classes GPA, and and then I'll be and then I'll be done. I got all my credits. I just need the GPA requirement. So he lets me know, okay, you know, here are some of the classes that you didn't do very well in. If you can bring those up, that'll help you get your GPA right. You know what I'm saying? So second time I take the class, I took it online, and I don't know if you've ever took an online class before, but it is not easy. It is rough because it requires a level a level of dedication and focus that, to be honest, being in the class, it's completely different, completely different. Because there's nobody to tell you nothing otherwise. So I'm taking the class, and for the first half of the semester, I didn't do nothing, pretty much. Like, I wasn't doing homework. I wasn't studying. I wasn't doing well on the quizzes or the tests. And and it's like, I, I don't even know what I was thinking at that time, bro. I really don't know what I was thinking at that time. So midterm comes around i ain't do very well on the midterm so i'm like okay steve you're saying you gotta you gotta focus up let's see if we can salvage this semester i put a little bit of focus i put more focus into it put more time into it and i start i start doing pretty good however it was a little bit too little no it was, it was not a little bit it was too little too late period and i was taking two classes that semester i botched both them classes D in both of them. And what hurt even more about that is I paid out of pocket for that. So bread is gone. I ain't finding it. I ain't getting that bread back. So that hurt. But that's, I have to take accountability. I have to accept the consequence. Because nobody put a gun to my head and say, hey, Steve, don't study. I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. Nobody said, don't do well on this test. Don't do well in the class. So I got to eat it. I got I to gotta. You know what I'm saying? I got to humble myself and be like, damn, I did this to myself. Um, the most, the, the semester that just passed, um, I took the class for my third time. And and I, I feel like I did pretty good. I mean, the grades came out. I believe I got what, like a, a B. And I feel good about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I did put a lot of time and effort into it. And it showed. And you know saying? I was doing the homeworks. I was doing the, the, the tests. I did very well on the tests. The final kicked my ass, though. I'm not going to hold you. So that... <laughs> but for me to get that great, I'm still waiting on my advisor to tell me whether or not my GPA has met, has met the requirement. So I'm going to keep y'all updated. Pray for me on that because I am really not trying to take no more classes. I'm not trying to pay no more bread. But it's like, yo, I told myself at the beginning of the semester, yo, Steve, you're not doing this no more, bro. You got to focus up. You really got to... You really got to get your shit together. So, again, it just comes down to the accountability of just accepting the consequences of the decisions that we make. And not really beating ourselves up for it, but doing better as we move forward. Because that's all we can do. I can't go back and change it because I already effed up. So, I, all I can do is do better at the, the next go around. Um, the, so, the next piece is the control. And... This is where a lot of people struggle. A lot of us as humans, this is where we just struggle. Because we never seem to understand that we are not in control. We cannot control the world. 
We cannot control the universe. It's impossible for us. We are simply living in it. Me, because of my faith and my spirituality, I choose to believe in God. I choose to believe in Jesus. So in my head, God is in control. There are things outside of Steve that are in motion that Steve can't do nothing about. Only God can do something about that. So if some type of pain comes my way from something that I couldn't control, why am I going to beat myself up for it? You know what I'm saying? And it, again, in my faith and in my spirituality, I believe that God's plan is always a, a hundred, a thousand, a million times better than my plan. You know what I'm saying? And God's plan is always going to work in your favor. It's always going to work out for your well-being. That's what I wholeheartedly believe. So when things out of my control come up and I get hurt by them, it's kind of it's kind of easier, to be honest. It's kind of easier to deal with that because it's like, okay, yes, I felt some pain, but God is working through that pain. God is taking me somewhere. God is instilling something in me that is being nurtured through that storm to grow as I get out of that storm. You know what I'm saying? So you can't just kind of sit and mope in stuff that you couldn't have changed even if you wanted to. So it really comes down to the question of asking yourself, could I have changed it? Yes, take accountability. No, you gotta, you gotta eat that, B. You just gotta take it. But you, gotta, but you have to have the mindset that th there is a greater purpose going through it. Whether you believe in God or not, to be honest, you let's you believe in the universe or whoever you believe in. You know what I'm saying you gotta believe that if you believe in a God that don't want good for you, I don't know what's good with you. You might need to go, you know, check into some type of psychiatric ward or something. Because it's like, why believe in something that wants to destroy you? That don't that don't really make sense to me. So, you know, what I'm saying if you believe in something. You know what I'm saying? Or if you just believe in the universe or if you believe in karma, you know what I'm saying? Put good karma in, you know what I'm saying? When something happens, just be like, okay, this is life. Because life is always going to hit you with a right hook. No matter how much you try to walk on eggshells, it's never going to work. Something is going to happen because life will challenge you. And that goes for everybody. So, accept it. Except that I'm not in control because people, a lot of time, what I've noticed, what I've noticed from just paying attention to people is that, you know, what we try to do is we try to control everything around us. And so much to the point where we try to control people around us and we try to make them bend to our will. And our minds cannot maintain or they can't, they can't. The, the level of strain that we put on our mind from trying to control every situation and every person around us, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. Outrageous amount of strain. And I feel like that's where the core issues of, you know, anxiety, depression, mental illness, you know, all these things that are very real, that are very real. I feel like that's the core of it all, though. At some point, we're trying to control something and that can't be controlled. And when we re and, and then when it hits us, it's like, oh my God, I, I've done everything I can and it's not working out. And I'm still things are still going bad. And you just keep beating up on yourself and it puts you in a box where you can't get yourself out of it. 
You gotta let go of that. You gotta let go of that. It's like an imaginary box, literally. It's like people putting themselves in an imaginary box where it's just like, damn, I'm crying myself to sleep because I can't control this situation. Stop trying to control it. The box is gonna lift up and you'll be able to walk upon, go about your life. You know what I'm saying? It sounds simple. Again, it's, it's very simple. It is not easy. So it's gonna take that time. It's gonna take the dedication to wanting to be better, to wanting to be in a better mental state. So you really owe it to yourself. And but but you gotta put in the work. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put in the work. You gotta have the mindset that, okay, not everything that I want to happen is going to happen. It's not going to happen my way. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta be willing to kind of take a step back. Humble yourself. Humble yourself and be like, okay. Let me take this in stride. And that, to me, is what has been able to keep me grounded, what has been able to help me maintain my peace, my happiness, my faith, you know what I'm saying? Between, you know what I'm saying, again, my spirituality in itself, but just being able to take accountability and understand that I'm not in control of all the things that are going on around me, that's been able to help me kind of live kind of a carefree lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't get how I can live this way because they stress so much about everything. They overthink. They overthink. And me, I'm just like, damn. It's so, and, and this is talking to myself sometimes. Like, yeah, damn, this hurt. Something, you know what I'm saying? Something comes up. It's hurting. But I got to move forward. I couldn't have changed it. So therefore, I'm not going to try to change it. I'm going to try to learn whatever I need to learn from it and get better from it and continue to move forward. A lot of people are scared to go through that fire. You're never gonna get that way if you're with, if you're not willing to go through the fire. You can't get a piece of diamond out of a piece of coal unless it goes through the fire. So embrace the heat, embrace that challenge, embrace the hurt and watch it transform you. Watch it mold you into a better person and you'll see it's so refreshing on the other side, bro. It really is, it's just like, damn. I used to stress crazy about this. Now it's just like I can move forward and I can really pay attention and I can focus on the things that I can control and just pray for the best with things that aren't in my control. But I'm prepared if they don't go my way. You know what I'm saying? It's that simple to me. And that's the key to really surrendering your pain and not being consumed by the pain and not allowing it to dictate who you are. And not looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, oh, I'm just a reflection of my pain. It's no, I'm a reflection of my promise. Because I, we all got promise in us. We all have the potential to be great. And we all have the potential to show unlimited amounts of love to one another. But if we allow the pain to consume us, we're never going to realize that. And with that, those are the... The, the key things, the core things that I would really wanted to bring up to you guys, that I really wanted to just talk to you guys about today on this episode. Um, again, if you heard something, if you don't understand something, if you want to challenge something, comment. Whether it on the YouTube video, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, comment. So that next episode, we can talk. We can, we, I can chop it up with you even though you're not here sitting with me. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to have that type of conversation with you guys. And those type of conversations are very beneficial and very grow. There's a lot of power in the conversation. 
there's a lot of healing in the conversation. So I definitely just want to open up that to you guys. Um, I'm looking forward to the interaction. I'm looking forward to chopping it up with y'all. I'm looking forward to the next episode, baby. And, and, and that's all I got for you guys today. Um, Thoughts of an Empath, episode two. Thank you for riding out. Thank you for listening. Um, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I'm praying for y'all. I hope y'all praying for me. And, you know, saying we're going to be great. But you got to want to be great. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Thank you. I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna leave y'all with a little bit, of, little bit of tunes. We're gonna turn these tunes up as we fade out. How we doing, guys? I love y'all.